Welcome to this week's End of Days Update coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, we had such a great time in Millennial Church last night. That kind of meeting came up last week. I wasn't able to talk about it because it was a last-minute deal. Had a great time there. People were hungry. Good to see people hungry about the coming of the Lord. I say that every week, but man, it's been the last few years watching the churches get uh, strengthened by hearing about the coming of the Lord. And uh, that's what we're doing with the end of day's update. There's so much going on with Israel right now, seriously, in the last five weeks. But before that, uh, people don't even talk about that. There were rockets fired from Gaza for the last three or four years into Israel. And even the week that Israel gave the land back to Gaza, there were rockets that were fired. So it's been a continuing, ongoing process. But man, the focal point and the attention of the world so that it can be manifested, the anti-Semitism is absolutely off the chart, more radical than I even thought it would be. But we're coming to you every week to look at those things that point to the coming of the Lord, specifically the gathering of nations for the Ezekiel 38 war. And we do that because it's so blatant. I hear people go, why, why would you say this event has to happen or that event? Well, it's because the Bible says that. And when you see what the Bible says and it's so blatant over the top, it's hard to ignore. You almost have to kind of be a little bit weird to ignore it because they're so clear and so concise. So, I mean, people argue about Israel being regathered and Jerusalem one back. I don't know how you can get any more plain than that. That's pretty pretty amazing. But there's other things that we get into every week because we want to look at the whole picture to see why it's pushing us to see how close we are. I mean, you have so many things. You've got stuff going on every week. Remember, Jesus rebuked the Pharisees, uh, said, you don't know your hour of visitation. He actually rebuked the crowd on that one. Continually gave the Pharisees a hard time, which I love that. But the, fa- the crowd, he was always kind to them and sweet to them because they weren't mean. But he did tell them, hey, you can tell what the weather's going to be, but you don't know your hour of visitation. So he wanted them to know, just like right now, people go, well, you shouldn't talk about the coming of the Lord. We're not supposed to know. Why did the Lord put so many verses in the Bible to show us exactly what it would look like? It's so that we would have a heads up. And that's what Jesus said. When you see these things come to pass, so that means we'll be able to see them. He said, lift up your heads. Your redemption draws nigh. So these are not an escape theology mentality. It's a hustle mentality. All the stuff that we get into that shows us how near we are to the finish line is for us to give that burst, that kick. Every runner, when he sees the finish line, all the training's there just to go and propel yourself. You don't quit right when you see the finish line. And uh, man, we got things happening every day. Every single day something's happening that I go, wow, that's pointing to the coming of the Lord. So let's pick up the what's happened around Israel Specifically this week, you've had a a big prisoner exchange with the ceasefires. They're looking to push the ceasefires into more time, uh, another four days it looks like. In the midst of the ceasefires, though, even right after they started, you had Hamas firing on Israelis. Uh, they, they, they completely broke the ceasefire, even though there was still an exchange of, of prisoners. Thank God a lot of the hostages got set free. Amazing how horrific that was for all their lives. But in the middle of all that, you've got the EU uh, talking about Israel being the terrorist organization, not Hamas. You have the UN voting against Israel. It's, it's almost like people have lost their minds. When I heard Putin say it was America's fault, that's why uh, Hamas started shooting uh, Israelis. It was America's fault because of our Middle East policy. Well, our Middle East policy is to protect Israel. So when you go against a biblical thought pattern, you're obviously going to lie about what's going on. But you you had uh, Erdogan say three times recently, Erdogan, the president of Turkey, we will call on Islam to ascend to the Temple Mount and take it from the Jews. Almost the same verbiage as Lucifer saying, I'll ascend to the sides of the north and I'll be like the Most High. 
You have Iran right now uh, sponsoring rockets coming out of Gaza, sponsoring missiles coming out of Lebanon. Israel has been striking in Lebanon, sh shutting some of that down as well. They had a meeting on the northern border of Israel and, and Lebanon with the Israeli Defense Forces saying, get ready for a long, uh, uh, carried out war that's going to happen even in Lebanon. So the verbiage is there for that. But Iran is pushing this along with the Houthis. You had drones coming over from uh, from Yemen and that an, an American ship fired at those, took them out. It was a part of the the carrier battle group, which I love, that even destroyers have the technology to take out ballistic missiles coming from Yemen. So that continues to ratchet up. We have not done one thing to literally counter what I Iran has done with firing at our bases in Syria, which we, we did a few shots the last couple of weeks, but nothing this last week. So it's interesting. Iran can fire at America, and America does nothing. So there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipe right now that's really uh, bizarre and intriguing. You got the president of Canada, the prime minister of Canada, Trudeau, signing an agreement with, with the EU and with the UN about digitalization of their all of their members. Everything is pushing for this digital thought pattern like with Bill Gates. I mean, he's pushing it so hard all over the world so that it would be a way of identification and IDs. And literally, it's a setup for the Antichrist. Kim Jong-un looks like he one of his new satellites that he got in there in North Korea. It, we got to somehow access what he's watching. He's watching the White House. He's watching the Pentagon. And he's watching our carriers. So you've got a guy that's got nuclear bombs paying attention and watching closely to our stuff. Uh, I like that the, they're pushing for the Palestinian Authority not to have rule over Gaza, that the, they won't let Abbas come in and rule over Gaza anymore. They're going to make a different kind of ruler come in, a different rulership. That's coming from all the Gulf states that are around Israel, pushing for that. So uh, I haven't even got into all the stuff about sunspots. It looked like these solar flares could happen this weekend from the sun. They're 15 times larger than the, than the Earth. You've got uh, earthquakes. A hundred earthquakes happened yesterday in Iceland, getting ready for an eruption of that. You have floods. You have massive snowstorm in Moscow. So you got weather going crazy. you got things in the heavens going a little bit crazy. And you got the Earth wanting to kill Jews when they don't even know anything about them when they get off of an airplane. But things are, are, are picking up. I love there was a lot of articles about Israel's laser weaponry, a lot of articles about America's hypersonic missiles. So you've got the world coming forward with so much of this stuff that looks like what's getting ready to happen. This weekend, you had the biggest launch of drones against the Ukraine since the war started. 75 drones came from Russia into the Ukraine. 74 of them were knocked down by defense systems that we have supplied for them. So you, you've got all these nations being dragged into what looks like the Bible said you see just before the coming of the Lord. So it's exciting. It's really scary for the world, but for the church, it tells us we're about to see Jesus. You go, well, that just means you want to get out of here. That's exactly right. I'm not supposed to be here. We're getting ready to go into seven years of old covenant time because Gabriel told Daniel that Israel had another 490 years, but Jesus came after 483. So God owes them seven years of old covenant time. That's called Daniel's 70th week. And the, the earth's going to go back to seven years of Old Testament time. They're going to start having sacrifices again. The church is going to be at the marriage supper of the Lamb, reward seat of Christ. And then we'll come back with Jesus there at the second coming. So every knee's going to bow, every tongue's going to confess that He is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Isn't it amazing that Jesus died for us, beaten for us, and, and just absolutely what a horri horrific way to die, 
but he was raised from the dead and he's getting ready to come back. Hallelujah. Well, we look at that and then we go to the scriptures and look at all the signs. I hear people say, well, the signs are scary. No, the signs aren't scary. They're there to tell you where you are. You got Israel made a nation. You got Jerusalem won back. You got the Hebrew language restored. You got the Ethiopian Jews brought back. You got the fertility of the land of Israel. You got the revival of the Roman Empire. You had foxes show up on the Temple Mount. You had fish show up in the Dead Sea. You had the Dead Sea turn blood red where Sodom and Gomorrah was on the Day of Atonement last year. You had the ritual baths around the Temple Mount fill up with water. You had the archway for Baal worship uh, put in uh, Palmyra. Russia put it in because the Talmud says that's the last sign you'll see before the Messiah comes. There's such a push for the Messiah to come. I didn't even talk about it. They talked about where the Ark of the Covenant was this week. It's the first mention of them knowing where it was down in the tunnels below Jerusalem. So it'll be intriguing to see in the tunnels of the Temple Mount that you'll see the Ark of the Covenant be located soon. So you have all of that. You've got predatory birds, 172 different species of predatory birds in the land. You have the cleanup crew in Israel right now. You have men will be lovers themselves. We have selfie sticks. You have Rabbi Exot Kaduri having a vision of Jesus. Jesus appears to him says that Israel will be ruled by two Benjamins right before the coming of the Lord. And last year, Benjamin Netanyahu and Benjamin Gantz jointly ruled during COVID. Amazing. You have the popes. You have Bishop Malachi seeing all the popes that will be on the earth all the way up to the second coming of the Lord. Got the coat of arms correct, 114 out of 114. History Channel said that's statistically impossible. Only a God can do that. That's exactly right. That's what makes it wonderful about uh, the scriptures. God said, this is how you can tell I'm God. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen before it happens. Only a God can do that. Isn't that wonderful that he's our dad? He's not bipolar. He's not weird. He loves you. So all this information we get into is because he loves you so much. He's not mad at you, not frustrated with you. He wants you excited. Could you imagine not being excited about seeing Jesus? How weird is that to hear people go, oh, you don't need to talk about the Lord coming back? No, there should be an expectancy that we're about to see the king. The protocol is joy not fear. Every conference Colleen and I do, every single week a lady walks up to me and she goes, I've been lied to my entire life. I thought it was going to be horrific. Well, it's going to be horrific for the world, but not for the church. If you hear end time preaching that scares you, it's not Bible. People are taking things that belong to the different groups and trying to put it on the church. Uh, the Bible says that we'll be evacuated just like the ambassadors always were evacuated before war, so we're blessed. Now you had, you had the heavenly signs, you had the blood red moons on Passover and Tabernacles. Four in a row. Last time you had that was 1967 when Jerusalem was won back, 1948 when Israel was made a nation, 1492 at the Edict of Expulsion when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. Then you had the Bethlehem Star, which is crazy. Jupiter, Regulus, Venus coming together at the birth of Jesus. The constellation was Virgo. Uh, this last year we had it again. First time in 2,000 years uh, the constellation was Leo. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. So how blessed are we to watch earthly activity be in our face about Lucifer wanting to annihilate the Jews. And then you had stuff in the heavens that are such signals to us that Jesus is just about to come back. So we're privileged. Man, this is this is the hour for the church to shine. Don't get downtrodden. That's the number one thing the Lord talked about. Be steadfast. Don't be, don't be moved. Six things about the rapture of the church. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain with the Lord. So his thought pattern for you and I is steadfastness. Don't be moved from that place of strength. That's why we've heard the word, heard the word, heard the word. So there'd be a group of people that were a voice and a witness right before the coming of the Lord. Let's get as many people saved as we can. And let's be as kind and sweet as we can. And just think about the thought pattern. We're going to be caught up and we're going to be at the throne of God. You're going to see Jesus face to face. He loves you. 
He died for you, and He's about to come back to the planet. Let's let all the information that's happening right now that points to His return bring you great excitement, great joy, and that produces great strength. Have a blessed week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for joining us today at the end of Days Update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the EDU, and we'll see you next week.